Amen. 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 You may be seated. What's up? I want to say, we got to say hello to all the other campuses who are watching. Because <laughs> we're having a party out here in the East County. It's our first time having... It's our first time having church from our East County campus. We want to say hello to Point Loma. We want to say hello to North County, San Isidro, and soon-to-be City Heights. And all, the, and all the people watching online, uh, I'm in the East County doing a service here uh, for our Sunday service on East County. And, and the people are jacked up here in East County. Amen. Amen. So I got to do a selfie. And, and we'll show all y'all. By the way, this is going to be on Instagram today. So you need, to, you need to follow me on Instagram, at Miles McPherson on Instagram. Follow me and be on here today. You'll get to see the campus. So uh, I'm going to say, who's the man? Y'all know what to say. Hey, all the way over there. Who's the man? Who's the man? Who's the man? Amen. And by the way, we got people in, we got people in overflow too. So let me turn this off so we can get down to business. Let's all stand up. We're gonna pray. Let's get this party started. Anyway, we <clears throat> we want to say hello to all the campuses and all the microsites and everybody watching online and all the people in the military. Let's get the people in the military a big hand. God bless y'all. If, if, if you are a visitor, uh, I'm Pastor Miles, and we have uh, four campuses, and in this fall we'll have a fifth campus. We have East County, obviously, here, uh, San Ysidro, North County, Point Loma, and soon to be a City Heights running El Cajon Boulevard and the 15 Freeway in the Ford Pearson, Pearson Ford Building. Unbelievable. And, uh, and this is my first time out here preaching, first time, uh, it's been how many, two years and, and I want to, oh, I got I to gotta give a shout out, bow down, all respect to uh, Pastor Ricky, Pastor Nova, Pastor, no, oh, here you go. Pastor Nova, <laughs> Pastor Nova up here doing worship, reading this in the, in the throat. Y'all did a great job. Thank you very much for being faithful so much. Y'all did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. And I, this. I, I, and I, I tell you this, at a, at, I feel East County wherever I go. And I meet people all the time. I go to East County, their face lit up, their faces lit, light up, and, and the, the, what the Spirit of God is doing out here is unbelievable. It's felt all over San Diego. Amen. For real. For real. So we're going to pray. And this series about Superman, we've been talking about uh, being supernatural people, that God created us to be in a relationship with him, and that he would supernaturally live in us, supernaturally change us, and supernaturally work through us, and so we're going to continue to talk about that t today, and we've been talking about healing and praying for healing, and, and hundreds of people have been getting healed a week, um, uh, uh, and so we're going to continue that now. I'm going to pray for our service, but I'm also going to pray for healing right now before we even start and see who wants to get healed, and, and if you have something, anybody got anything wrong with them, like a little physical, just raise your hand real high. Good. We got a whole bunch of sick people. That's, we love that. We love that. <laughs> Anybody got, anybody got a relationship problem? Uh, how, about, how about anxiety, depression, any, anything like that? So we're, gonna, we're just going to pray that God would heal. And healing is when God aligns something uh, the way it was supposed to be or brings it into alignment with the kingdom of God. That's all we're asking God to do is, is Lord, we're just asking you to make it the way it was supposed to be. Amen? And, and then, so after I pray, 
uh, and, and all the campuses the same thing. If God's going to heal you, um, it, after I pray right now, I'm going to ask you, did you feel, did yourself get healed? Like if your knee doesn't hurt anymore, your neck doesn't hurt anymore, you can walk where you couldn't walk, you can talk where you couldn't talk, whatever God wants to do. It's not hard for him. It's really hard for us to believe. Amen? So let's all bow for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for all our churches, campuses. We thank you for all the fired up people here in East County. We thank you for the people in, in North County. We thank you for the people in Point Loma who are wondering where I'm at. We thank you, <laughs> we thank you for the people who are in San Cedro and all the people watching online. And uh, we just thank you that you are a supernatural God, that you know every single one of us, that you're almighty, all-powerful. And Lord, we, before we start, we just want to ask you to make your presence known. We give you permission. We invite you into our life. And we pray you touch us right now, that you fill us with your love and that you would just wrap your loving arms around us and reassure us you know us, you love us. And all our cares, I pray, we can cast on you. And Lord, we pray you heal right now in Jesus' name. That there are legs and arms and pancreases and stomachs and lungs that are not aligned with the kingdom of God. They're sick. They're diseased. They're broken. They're sprained. They're strained. We pray in Jesus now you heal. That you heal depression, anxiety. That you give people joy where there's gloom. You give people clarity where there's fogginess. We pray you uh, correct people's spine, that they may walk, that they may move their legs, their arms. And I pray as we pray that you think about somebody you know, that you would think about them and say their name to Jesus in your heart by faith, that God would heal them like Jesus healed the servant of the centurion. He wasn't even there. He just asked, could you pray for my servant? And Jesus said, he is healed. So we pray that people who aren't even here or in any of our campuses will be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you sit down, before you sit down, does anybody feel like God touched them? Just raise your hand if you it just test, got one in the back. It just test your leg. Amen, 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 amen. Keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Amen, amen, amen. Let's give those people a hand. God bless you. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. You may be seated. And again, if you're wondering where I'm at, I'm in East County, Rock East County. We're people on fire. Let's get your Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. Say word on three. One, two, three. Say word. word. One more time. Say word. word. Let's, turn to, let's turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. First book of the New Testament. Matthew 6. Whenever, I, uh, whenever you see sport, sports, especially uh, after games or after series or the, the Final Four World Series or tournaments, they always have a highlight film or individual players will have their own highlight film. Matter of fact, now um, high school football players and probably every other sport, they have their own little highlight film as well. They can send to their prospective schools that they're going to try to get a scholarship from and they'll send their best plays, making incredible catches, incredible runs, incredible tackles, whatever. What does Jesus' highlight film look like? I mean, it wouldn't have been him just walking through town, walking, talking to people. That wouldn't be in the highlight film. It would have been miracles. Him walking on water. Y'all know Jesus walked on water? Now, I know that y'all seen on TV and probably in all your neighborhoods, you've seen somebody walk like this. Okay. <laughs> Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. 
Amen. That, that comes from the Bible when Jesus was walking on the waves. The waves were going up and down. And that's what he was walking up and down on the waves. That would have been in the highlight film, okay? When he healed the blind guy, when he raised his little boy from the dead, little 12-year-old girl he raised from the dead, when he healed the leper, when he healed the mute, the deaf, the blind. Those were all been in his highlight film. When the lady walked up behind him and touched his clothes, she had an issue of blood for 12 years. And when a woman bled then, whatever she touched was unclean. She spent all the money she can to get the st bleeding stopped. Nothing can stop the bleeding. And, and when, if you had sin, whenever sin you had, they blamed it on whatever sickness you had, they blamed it on some kind of sin. So what kind of sin would they blame her bleeding on? It must have been horrible. For 12 years straight, she went up behind Jesus and touched his clothes, and she was healed like that. That would have been in his highlight film. He was just walking down, and he'd be like, yo, someone touched me. And then, bam, she was healed. Why were miracles so important to Jesus? And why are they so important to us? When we ask, people to, when we ask God to heal people, why is that so important? Some people say, well, you're making a too big a deal about it. Well, let's first talk about what healing is so we can know what we're making a big deal about. Now, this is a, this is a spine. Actually, the spine is inside the, ver the, the, the vertebrae. So you got your spine inside, and these little yellow things are nerves. And when this is out of alignment, it'll pinch a nerve and cause pain to go to the body. And so what you do is you go to the chiropractor so they can straighten out the spine or realign it. Everyone say realign. The way it's supposed to be. And when it's realigned the way it's supposed to be, the pain goes away. So when God heals something, all he does is realign something the way it's supposed to be. Whether it's a relationship with somebody. How many of y'all got uh, a, a, a relationship that's not realigned, that's not aligned? And by the way, not aligned to the way culture says. Or not aligned to what you want, not aligned to what God designed. God's not going to change things to be what you want. He's going to change things the way he wants. Because he made it, and he knows how to use it. Whether it be a relationship, whether it be your body, whether it be your thoughts, whether it be your perception of yourself. And so what happens is sin causes things to be unaligned and crooked. God straightens it back up. So a miracle, or when we talk about supernatural healing, is when God does it. Especially if God does something man can't do. You go to the doctor, I got cancer, I got to die, they're gonna, you're going to die, we got to give you chemo. And God says, save the hassle, whack, gone. God, man can't do that. Can I, can I get amen? The first guy that I prayed for, I don't know, two years ago, that was sick, God gave me, a, my wife and I, a big case. When I say a big case, a very, this guy had blood clots in his heart and he was going to, well, he, ha, he was going to have surgery and they said you could very well die without the surgery and you could die in the surgery. So it was, it was a, a very serious disease and my, a condition and my wife and I wouldn't pray for him. We had never prayed for anybody. He was our first guy. <laughs> and we even told him, we don't know what we're doing. We, someone pray for, uh, this is what we told them, someone pray for us today, that day. And we said, we got to go pray for Rob. So, and right after I said to my wife in the car, we got to go pray for Rob. Literally two seconds later, my phone, he texts me. He said, can you come to my house tonight? And I was like, we're going to Rob's house. And he's sitting there like this. Because he could hardly get oxygen because the blood clots were in his heart, his lungs. And, and, and we pray for him, boom, he falls in the chair, and, and he goes to the doctor a few days later, and they say, uh, we, you have an unexplainable healing. What God did is God said, we're going to bring you back to health the way you were supposed to be. That's a healing. Amen? Amen. Yeah. 
But why? Read uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. Just give, you, give us context. We always go back to Matthew chapter 6 of the Lord's Prayer as a context of this whole series. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, it says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We always want to tell God how holy he is when you pray. Your kingdom come. Your will, your desire, your plan, your intent, your design be done. Jesus said, I want you to ask God that. Don't ask God, my will be done. Ask God, thy will be done. Now, you can say, dear Lord, I pray for a, a Mercedes. Y'all know what a Mercedes is? Oh, it's a car. It's a car. Mercedes. 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 You can say, Lord, I pray for Mercedes. But then when you, whenever you pray, at the end, if you say, in Jesus' name, what you're saying is, according to your will. That's what that means. Lord, I want that hot babe according to your will. Only if you want me to have that hot babe. That's the prayer. You can ask anything you want. Just say at the end, in Jesus' name. Which means only if you want me to have that. But Because, Lord, I only want to be doing what you want me to do. Your, your will be done. Your desire be done in my life. And look what it says in verse 10. Your kingdom come on earth or in my life as it is in heaven. Okay. Your will in heaven be the same on earth, here, my life, my relationship. That's what that means. God, make it, make it right. Realign whatever part of my life is not lined up. You do it. That's a healing. Simple. So when you ask Christ to be your Savior, Lord, I want you to realign my relationship with you. That's all it means. Salvation, my relationship with you, my addiction. Lord, I shouldn't have to get rid of my addiction. My knee is jacked up. Unjack it. <laughs> unjack it. <laughs> Unj no, unjack it. <laughs> then it says, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive others. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, deliver me from evil. Deliver me from the lies of the devil. How many have been lied to by the devil? Mm-hmm. How many of you have been lied to by your friends? How many of you lied to yourself? Mm-hmm. And how many times, every time that lie always caused drama in your life? Lord, Lord, please get me away from that. You, do you ever meet somebody when you meet them? At first, they're all cool. You like them, you like them. And then, they, 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 then you find out they got horns. They were just too short. You didn't see them. Lord, keep me away. Four reasons. For, and, and why this is important for you to know why God did miracles then and why he wants to do them in your life now. One, when you give your life to him and he changes your life, that is a miracle. That is a healing. He's healing your relationship. He's healing your perspective. That's no different than him healing your knee. So don't try to take one in one category, another in category. Matter of fact, healing your knee to him is easier. It's just harder for us to believe. That's it. It's just harder for us to believe. Healing terminal cancer and a cold is no different to him. It's just harder for us to believe. Because God is infinite. It's just for us to believe it. And at the end of our service, in all the campuses, we're going to practice and pray for each other to be healed. And, and, and my prayer is that people are going to get healed. It's always happened before, so I expect it to happen today. We're gonna look at, let, me, let me read a bunch of reasons why God heals. These are cool. And why it's important for you to know. So when you ask, you ask with confidence. He, he uh, heals people because of faith. He sees their faith. 
He heals people because they glorif- it glorifies him. Do you know when, when God heals someone through you, it glorifies him? You may think it makes you look good. And that's probably why it might not be happening. He may give you a few free ones, but after that, <laughs> he, he heals to fulfill his promise because he told, ask and I'll heal you. He heals to lead people to repentance. He heals to teach us. He heals simply because people ask. Sometimes in the Bible, people got healed just because they asked. There was no reason given. He said, are you willing to heal me? He said, yeah, you're, good. you're healed. <laughs> okay. He healed to provide ministry opportunities so when people got well, they could, he- they could minister. He healed to increase faith. He healed to ma- manifest the kingdom of God, which you're going to look at today. He healed because he had compassion on people. He saw people all messed up, and he had compassion and said, man, I want to just remove that pain from their life. So when you ask, you have to understand God has all this motivation. His time and when he does it, it's up to him. But you, have, you don't think like you're asking for this big impossible favor. Like, you know, I have to be a saint for this to happen. You just have to believe. The little kids have healed because they just believe. Dear God, please, please bless my mommy. And uh, I know you heal. Somewhere in the Bible it says you heal. And please bless my mommy. And boom. God's cool. Guess what that kid's going to do next time mommy gets sick? Pray. Guess what that kid's going to do next time he gets sick? Pray. (laughs) Number one in your notes, supernatural activity. Supernatural activity validated Jesus' relationship with the Father. Validated Jesus' relationship with the Father. Jesus, in John chapter 10, turn to John chapter 10. In John chapter 10, Jesus had just claimed he was the Christ. They said, tell us plainly, are you really the one? And he's like, yeah, I'm the one, basically, in so many words. And they said, we're going to stone you. And he says, why are you going to stone me? Because of the stuff I did? What about the works that I'm doing? Don't they say anything? And look what it says in John chapter 10, verse 37. It says, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I am in him. His miracles validated his relationship with the Father. Imagine when someone came up to you and said, why should I believe you? Why should I believe you know God? Well, I read the Bible. That's not good enough. I go to the rock. That's not good enough. I got baptized. That's not good enough. Someone pray for me. That's not good enough. I'm born again. That's not good enough. I'm not saying those things aren't true, but if someone doesn't know God and, you, and they say to you, prove to me, what's your evidence? Why should I believe you? Power. The works of God in my life. Because if God is doing something in my life and through my life that nobody else can do, that validates my relationship with the Father. And Jesus is saying, if I don't do the works of my Father, don't believe me. Why this is so important is because as, as a believer, you could just say, well, just because the Bible says. God has given us something powerful that people who don't believe can touch and feel. And that's power. And where is that power first demonstrated? In your life. Because if your life has not changed, if you're living the same as you always lived, there's no power evidenced in your life that you have joy that, that no one can explain. When I, when I was uh, uh, playing playing football, my, my, my teammate blew his knee out. His season was over and ended up being his career. But he wasn't tripping. He was the same. I was like, Something, something's not right. And I watched him. He had God. 
That spoke to me. You, God's supernatural power needs to be flowing through your life all the time. You say, my evidence of God is that the joy I have in my life, you can't take. And then no matter what my circumstances are, the power of my life. And so my, and, and if God has challenged you, encouraged you to pray for the sick so he can heal them, to encourage the brokenhearted so he can encourage them, and you go around doing that, people are going to know, I know God. But if all you're going to do is talk about information in your head, anybody can have information in their head. Because the gospel is not information, it's a person. It's a relationship with the person. And when you have a relationship with that person, something changes. Amen? But the evidence of the relationship with the person is not the information about the person, it's the powerful presence of the person. So when someone encounters you, they encounter Christ. And what Christ will do on his own, by the way, because the healing is never done by the person. You never do the healing. God does the healing. So you have no pressure. There's no pressure. You don't have to talk loud. You don't have to yell. You don't have to have all these big words like elephant and whale. You just got to be, right? You have little words like mice and, and, and ants. You just say, some of y'all like ants. Well, I don't understand. It's a, it's a joke. It's an ants a little small, mice a little small, elephants big, whales big. That's what I meant. You could just say simple words because it's not you. It's you calling on the powerful, almighty power of God. So number one, uh, supernatural work, supernatural uh, power in your life validates your relationship with the Father. So you should ask yourself, if my relationship with God is validated by the power of my life, how much validation do I carry? Do people in my life believe me? Because a lot of people think they're going to believe me because of how I quote scripture or how much Bible I know. All that's very biblical to do. But if you have no power, it's just to them, it's like, what are you talking about? That don't mean anything to me. But power? Boom. Amen? Number two, supernatural activity was evidence of the kingdom of God. Oh, turn to Luke chapter 9. Luke, Luke. Come on, give me East County, Luke. <laughs> Come on, Point Loma and uh, North County, San Isidro. Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. It says, he called the 12 together. And gave them power and authority over all demons and to heal diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. By the way, power is the ability to do. Authority is a license to use the power. So I'm going to give you the power, but then I'm going to give you the authority to use the power. It's like having money in the bank, but you can't get the money out the bank. I, the money's in your bank, but I'm not giving you the, the, to, I'm not giving you the, the, the code to the, to the little ATM. And then when you go to the ATM, you can only take out $200 at a time, whatever it is. But I'm $300, okay, I haven't been to the ATM in a long time. But you, you, my wife don't give me any money. I just kind of, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sneaking at night trying to get some money. What's the code? I don't even know the code. <laughs> 
Then it goes, nah, 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 nah. security, security. <laughs> Jesus says, I'm going to give you the power and the authority. When you pray in Jesus' name, you're using the authority of God. And the Bible says in Matthew 28 that all authority Jesus has. That means the devil has none except what he convinces you to give him. Amen. Amen. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at uh, 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 Luke 11.20. Luke 11.20. Bible pages. Turning. Luke 11.20 says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, because they were saying he cast out demons uh, by the devil. But he says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God. Everyone say finger of God. You know how we pray for each other? Everyone do that. We're going to do that in a few minutes. We pray for ourselves. Oh, take the finger. That's it. Just bam. That's it. There's no magic in this. It's just what we do. There's nothing magical, superstitious, or nothing about it. It's just, you know, just so if I say lay hands on people, some of y'all might get all like that, right? So we just do that. <laughs> hey, girl, let me lay hands on you. No. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep it real just so y'all all can participate. It says, if I cast out demons by the finger of God, because God doesn't need nothing but a finger. Demons, beep, like a little fly. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When God's supernatural power works through you, it is evidence the kingdom of God is here. Again, we go back to what is the evidence of God in your life. It's not only information about God. You can have information about God and not know God at all. But it's his presence. And his presence, he cannot be present and not be powerful. Because he is powerful. And then it's, remember, you have the access of the power. Now you have the authority to exercise the power. And God is never going to act on your behalf contrary to his will. So that's why we say, Lord, according to your will may it be done. It's not my will. So look what, so look what it says. Supernatural activity was evidence of the kingdom. Number three, uh, authentic, it authenticated Jesus' message. The word of God was empowered. Mark 16, 20. Turn to Mark. Turn to Mark. Right before Matthew. I mean, right before Luke. After Matthew. Everyone say Matthew. Say Mark. Say Luke, say John. Say, I can't say Matthew, Mark, Luke, John at the same time and turn pages. <laughs> Got it. Last verse. They went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying of signs. In Jesus' name, you are healed. Boom. In Jesus' name, you are forgiven. Boom. But if I said, in the name of that tree, you are healed. The gospel is not just information. It's life-transforming relationship. And that life-transforming relationship is evidenced by a transformed life. And when you see people on TV where they... You know, doing an interview for whatever reason, and they say, Well, I'm a born again Christian. One of the things they're saying is, I'm changed. I don't do that anymore. 
because the gospel changed my life. Because it's not information. The word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. Information is just facts. It's alive. It can convict your heart, tell you that God really loves you, that your life is not really pleasing to him, but he loves you anyway, and he wants to transform it and make it right and realign it with the kingdom of God. That's the gospel. And and this is the last one. This is probably, they're all important, but this is my favorite, number four. Supernatural activity defeats the work of the devil. Amen. 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 Turn to 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 John is the fifth book from the end of the Bible. You go all the way to the back and then go five books forward. That does not help me at all. <laughs> it just does not help me at all. 1 John 3, 8. Defeats. The work of the devil. What's the work of the devil in your life? Uh, your spine should be straight. The devil wants to make it crooked. Everything God made with order, the devil wants to pervert it. Everything God made, God made people to have relationships a certain way. God made the forest to look a certain way. God made our body be used a certain way. The devil says, okay, whatever God did, I'm going to do the opposite. That's the work of the devil. And God made things to be alive and, by the way, live forever. God says, the devil says, no, when I break it, it's going to die. So when things go the devil's way, it brings death. You can have a relationship with a person because in a way you want to, but in the end it will always bring death. Death of a relationship, death of hope, bring disease on your life. Death of reputation, death of opportunity. You could have a workplace, you work in some place, and the job says, here's how the job is done. And you say, no, I'm going to do it my way. Or the devil says, do it this way. You're going to lose your job. It's going to bring death. That, that's, as a matter of fact, if you have any, anything in your life, any lifestyle decisions you make or decisions you make about how you treat people or whatever, the, one of the easiest ways to find out if it agrees with the word of God, well, you could read the Bible. But then if you still have doubt, well, I don't believe the Bible, well, just ask yourself, is it bringing death into your life? I mean, people, people, people say, well, you know, can you smoke cigarettes and go to heaven? Sure. sure. I mean, no, for real. You're not going to go to hell because you smoke cigarettes. I'm not, you're not going to go to hell because you smoke cigarettes. You're going like, you're, you're to smell like you've been there, but you're not going to go to hell. Uh-uh. And, 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 and this is a perfect example. And I'm not trying, I know some of y'all smoke cigarettes. I'm not trying to get on you, but here's the thing. If you smoke cigarettes, you say, well, I can still go to heaven. Fine. But this is the temple of God. Is doing that bringing health or death? That's, that, there's your answer. And so now, okay, Lord, please remove it from my life. Trust me, you will live longer. You will live healthier. The people around you will be happier. And it'll all be good. And, and all you got to do is get over the nicotine thing, and then you're good. You'll be so much happier. You'll save money. You'll be healthier. You'll be able to run around the block. And if the, if the cops chase you, maybe you'll get away. But other than that. <laughs> but but that's, like a, that's like an innocent example, though. But you could talk about every area of your life. Am I doing this according to God's word? And if I'm not, death is going to happen. Okay. Uh, look what it says in 1 John. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested. He might destroy the works of the devil. So here's what Jesus says. I've come to give you life and life abundantly because what I'm going to do is straighten everything out in your life that you give me. 
And when I straighten it out, you're going to have more abundant life. So here's what we're going to do. All the campuses, we're going to pray for each other. And so here's how this works. We're all going to put up one finger, the finger of God. And I'm going to ask you if they could put up on the screen uh, the, uh, the steps for prayer, the steps for, to, for interview. Now, we're just going to do the, two, the first two. You're going to ask the person their name, and then you're going to ask them what needs to be healed in 30 seconds, by the way. And then you're going to say, do you believe God can heal you? That's it. And, and in 30 seconds, you're going to get those two information, information, and then we're going to pray together, and you're going to put your finger on their shoulder. Now, if you do not want the person next to you to put their finger on your shoulder, if you're just like, I don't want to, I, 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 no, I, I, for whatever reason, you don't want to, you think it's creepy, you don't, whatever it is, you just do this. Watch this. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Look, practice. Everyone say, Okay, watch this. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Do it with me. One, two. I'm good. Point Loma, East County, North County. Uh, we're in East County. We're in East County. Point Loma, San Isidro, North County. Hit me. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ready? Okay. Uh, put your finger down. I'm sorry. Uh, 30 seconds, ask the person next to you their name, what needs to be healed, and do they believe God can heal them. 30 seconds. Okay, here we go. Everybody ready? How many people have something to pray for? Very good. Finger? Shoulder? Okay, you ready? Repeat after me. Do you know their name? Repeat after me. Dear God, we love you. Fill this place with your presence. Say the person's name. Needs healing for. And say what they need healing for. Dear God, I believe you can heal them. May thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In their body. By faith. I exercise all authority in Jesus' name and pray for healing right now. Amen. Very good. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Okay, so I want you to, if you had something wrong with you, I want you to feel it. And if you feel like, you know what, God touched me, just stand up. We just want to pray for you right now and, and celebrate you. Anybody? Anybody got healed? Anybody feel healed? Amen, 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 amen.
Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's so cool to come to church and walk out. <laughs> so here's the deal. One more thing we got to pray for is salvation. The Bible says all have sinned and we all have a broken relationship with God. And if we die with that broken relationship, we'll be eternally separated from God in a place called hell. And the reason it's hell is because God is not there. His comfort's not there. His love's not there. It's a place of punishment for the devil. And the only way we can pay for our sin is with death. Our death or Jesus' death. Jesus died for us and said, I'm going to die and pay the price for your sin. So if you give your life to me, I will heal your relationship with my father. And as he and I are one, you can be one. But you have to confess with your mouth that I'm Lord. This is Jesus talking. And believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead. And give your life to me so I can realign it the way it's supposed to be. Not only with the Father, but with each other and with yourself. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to say, Lord, I believe that my relationship with you is broken. And I believe that your son Jesus died for me. Please forgive me and realign my relationship with you the way it's supposed to be. Amen? So let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, I thank you for all the people and all the campuses. I thank you for their love. I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their faith. And Lord, I thank you for the people who right now are considering giving their life to you. If you believe that you are a sinner and you believe that your sin has broken your relationship with the Father, but you want your relationship with God the Father to be corrected, straightened. You believe Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead for your sin. Just pray this prayer with me if you would like to ask Jesus to be your Savior. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, please forgive me of my sin. I believe Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. Please forgive me. Heal my relationship with the Father. I lay my life down to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. As all of our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer. And whatever campus you are in, there are people there who are going to pray with you and encourage you and bless you. So when I ask you to stand, I want you to stand out of faith knowing that you are honoring the Father that you gave your life to and that he's going to honor you. So when I count to three, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to stand to your feet, proud that you now belong to Jesus. You are standing to the feet, your feet resurrecting into a new life. So when I count to three, if you pray that prayer, just stand to your feet. In whatever campus you're in, there are people there who will pray with you. So one, two, and three. Just stand to your feet if you prayed that prayer. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.